Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. We wrap up our Idaho visit today with the Wayne Byerly Band. You know, we've all done this before. You find that perfect tone we're looking for, and then the club owner walks up and says, uh, you know what, you're a little too loud. So now you have to change all that we've spent all day trying to achieve. That's getting to that tone, you know, where you're always in the sweet spot. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage Plexi circuit at least part anyway. Well, this Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel and a boosted lead channel. It has digital reverb, tube buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than the Plexi does at volumes ranging anywhere from a whisper all the way to concert volumes and is designed to be played at those lower volumes. You know, so you get that tone without having to clear the room with all the loud volume. Two channels each have their own gain, master volume control, but they share the EQ. So check it out at Landry Amps. They have a YouTube channel where you can see Bill go through the whole line of Landry Amps. Or you can check them out at LandryAmps.com, www.LandryAmps.com. We are with the Wayne Byerly Band. And if you were with us on, I guess it was Monday, we talked with Bob Houghton. And we Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was. And he said he'd be back with us today. And here he is today with Wayne Byerly. So I'm guessing this is Wayne Byerly of the Wayne Byerly Band. Is that is that a, a safe assumption there? That's a safe assumption, yes. <laughs> okay. And you guys have been together how, how many years now? Oh, we've only been together about like, a year. Yeah, it's about six months. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you've known each other for a while. Nope. Yeah, about six months. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Okay. I, th I, thought, I thought Bob had said earlier that he's known you for a long time or something. That's what happens when you get distracted when you're multitasking. You think you do <laughs> things. Feels like we've known each other longer i can say that how about that okay okay and how how did you meet and what was the purpose of your gathering or meeting well i was well, looking to i was looking to put a band together uh -huh. and uh i was looking at local artists and think that they were posting online and i came across bob houghton music and i sat back and listened to it for a little while and he's a songwriter uh like myself and so i heard some like and uh and his first instrument was bass and so i started with bass and asked him if he wanted to get together and jam and see what happens and and we just clicked that's cool that's uh, and you both were bass players originally right no no i'm gonna get i'm a rhythm guitarist and i play some lead but i'm a singer songwriter guitar okay. I, th I thought you just said that you were played bass or you you said that bob had played bass yeah like, yeah, yeah i saw that he was playing bass uh that that's his first instrument he plays yeah. he plays guitar as well right and uh writes looking for somebody to help me bring uh my my uh original music out to the uh, boise music scene and bob has a nice studio in his house as you can kind of see there in that picture behind him yeah yeah when we got together and played, I just asked him to play the bass and, and he did, and we just clicked and things were, were just good. So we went from there. And are there other members in the band? You have a drummer, keyboard, another guitar, anything like that? Yeah, we have a lead guitarist. He's local and I've played with him before and uh, uh, a drummer named Nick Massoff. Uh-huh. And, and what's the about, what's what's the guitarist name? Uh, the guitarist name is Mike Brown. Mike Brown, okay. Mike Brown, yeah. When we talked with Bob earlier this week, we were talking about a battle of the bands that has come and gone now at the time of this broadcast. And later in the show, we have our segment we call "Shameless Self Promotion." But do you play regularly out? Or are you just starting to market the band because you've only been together a few months? Or and whose responsibility is that? Is it Wayne Byerly's or is it Bob's or who who takes the responsibility or runs with that uh, marketing ball? I think it would be safe to say that we all take a little part in it, but it, it falls on the shoulders of Bob because 
uh, he seems to have a little more time on his hands and he is good at it. Mm -hmm. So, so um, I'd say the responsibility for marketing falls on his recently uh, we're able to add the guitarist and the drummer uh, yeah. to the mix. But uh, as a two, as a two piece, we had played out several times at, at songwriters forums. And uh, we played a couple of shows around the area while we were still um, uh, giving drummers and guitarists uh, a chance to audition for us. And we went through about 11 drummers before we found the guy we got now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A lot of drummers. <laughs> now, Bob, you're from Meridian, right? Correct. Yes. How close are you guys? Like, what's the drive like to go to practice? Is it 10 minutes? Is it two hours? It's about uh, from, from Wayne's house to my house is probably 25 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you've got the studio, so everybody comes to your house, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a drum kit set up for your drum? I do. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I got a nice drum kit and you know, amps and PA and all that stuff. Yeah. So it works that's out pretty sweet. good. So just people, people, they just walk in and they plug in, and you've got a, everybody's levels are already set because you've been there, right? Well, pretty much. I mean, the like the guitar player will bring his amp. Um, mm -hmm. Wayne Wayne just plugs into my amp here, so we've got that already set up. Uh -huh. um, I record all the sessions, so all the levels are pretty much set up for recording. And so yeah, it's pretty much just a walk in, you know, plug in and your guitar, or whatever, and, and go for it. Cool. Now, Wayne, you said you write your own music, and Bob writes his own music. So between the two of you, do you have enough to play a two or a three hour set at some place? I have enough to play a two or three hour set someplace. Uh, this band just doesn't hasn't had we haven't been together long enough to get all of my material um rehearsed but we've got we've got about 12 songs and with me talking a little bit in between each song here and there right. we stretch it we can stretch it out uh but the plan is to add a couple of bob's um uh original songs and now that we have the lead guitarist mike brown he's also a songwriter and so um if he's okay with me singing stuff that he wrote then we'll add a couple of his too but i'm the lead singer in the band so you have to let me sing your song or it doesn't get played <laughs> uh, <laughs> now the the songs that you gave me uh none of them look familiar to me really except the first one because I have grandkids. So bottom of the sea, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not actually, the song. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that song is about, uh, believe it or not, we, we, you won't relate it to your grandkids anymore. Because so um, back when I was much younger, uh, I ran afoul of the law. And I wound up in federal prison. Oh, and... Wow. and uh, I was in a prison in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, uh, my cellmate played guitar. And he taught me my first three chords and started giving me my first lessons on guitar at 29 years of age. And from there, I took over and I was been obsessed with playing and singing and and um, honing my chops and honing my skills ever since. But yeah. the bottom of the sea, uh, along my journey through the federal uh, prison system, I wound up in one in Colorado. It's called uh, USP Florence, United States Penitentiary, Florence, Colorado. It's a supermax prison. It's a horrible place. It's a yeah. horrible place. And uh, that's the bottom of the sea. So uh, on the bottom of the sea, I sing in the chorus, you know, that's where the bottom dwellers feed. Right. And there's no light of hope down there. You know, that's why I called it the bottom of the sea, because there's no light of hope. There's no nothing but bottom right. feeders. That's why I love singer songwriters, because I when when you send me this music, I listen to it once, maybe twice. I probably listened to it when you first sent it to me and then listened to it again yesterday. And I come from a different perspective because sure. I don't know what your what your message is. And so right. I listen to it and now I get to listen to it again. And hear it yeah. through the eyes of the songwriter. So that's uh, that's kind cool. of fun for me. I kind of dig that's that. That's cool. So, yeah. Well, I wrote this song, Looking in the Mirror, Tom. No kidding. So um, at, at some point, at some point, I started 
I, I got married. I have three children. My second son was autistic. We were going through some very difficult times when he was first diagnosed with autism. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a tough, it's just a tough pill to swallow because you want the most for your child. And right. you've just been told that there's going to be barriers in his way his entire life. And so we were, we were trying to come to grips with that and still, you know, pay the bills and still do everything. And so I was in federal prison for being a bank robber. That's what I did. And I made a, I made quite a bit of money, relatively speaking, doing that. Uh -huh. And so if you could, if in your mind, you could go out and break the law and make a quarter of a million dollars in cash in one day. Yeah. And now you're working for $20 an hour and you're struggling to pay the bills. And then your son gets diagnosed with autism. Your mind, at least mine, my mind started, you know, imagining me doing what I used to do and how our life would be if suddenly I had a quarter of a million dollars that I could uh, take my son to see a specialist and I could get him whatever I think he might need to fix the problem right right and so um he was only 20 months old and uh i had another son we i have three three children now but my daughter wasn't born yet at this time and i was i was letting my mind think about doing something i shouldn't and so i got my guitar out one night and i was picking around on it and i started playing this rhythm and I said, well, let me write a song. And I hadn't written one for quite some time. And I started writing lyrics down. And I went in my bedroom to shut the door and get away from the kids and the wife so that I could work. Because mm -hmm. we only have a, a, you know, a small house, 1,500 square feet. And so I went in the bedroom and I sat down in front of the mirror and I started playing the acoustic guitar and writing lyrics. And somehow I wrote a song to myself telling me don't forget where you've come from the bottom of yeah. the sea and don't forget everything you've gotten to be thankful for everything you've got and that's how this song got written let's give it a listen this is the wayne byerly band and the song is called bottom of the sea Agree. Come along, come along. 
Bottom of the Sea with the Wayne Marley Band of the Music of America podcast. And we'll be back with Bob Houghton and Wayne Byerly after we talk about one of our new sponsors, Jingle Lingo. It's the jingle that hits like a single. That's the slogan for Jingle Lingo. It's an advertising vehicle designed to create a unique and personal jingle to promote and position your business and make it stand out above the crowd. Think of all those musical jingles you may have heard through the years. Who came up with that? Who thought of that jingle? Well, Jingle Lingo can and will put your business into higher vision and focus on all your advertising needs. Jingle Lingo, custom made, custom designed with you and for you. Through the talents of accomplished singer and songwriter Courtney Davis Jackson, check them out today and get to work on your own personalized musical jingle. Jingle Lingo, www.jinglelingo.com. The jingle that hits like a single. She came up with that idea, Wayne and Bob, when COVID hit. And mm. I was wondering what, Bob, you and I talked about this, I think, didn't we? About yes, what we you did. did during COVID. So, Wayne, what did you yeah. what did you do during the COVID years? I went out, I have a studio here at my home, too. It's not, it's not quite as um, uh, full of equipment as Bob's is, but I have... I have a, a little studio I built out back behind my home here. I have four acres. I spent a lot of time out there working working on my uh, original music and spending time with my family. Yeah. What I've been hearing from a lot of people in the post-COVID days is that uh, it seems people want to get back out now. And musicians and live music specifically is in more demand is that accurate it is it is accurate i i could tell you that people are people are clamoring to get out and and to socialize and to hear live music and the local venues here uh around the treasure valley this boise meridian nampa caldwell area they uh once the restrictions were lifted and and people, you know, started getting out again. We saw quite a bit of enthusiasm among the citizens of our area to get out and go see some live music and to take part in that. Gotcha. Yep, Bob, I, I posed a question to you. I didn't realize you walked off camera. Is live music in more demand now post-COVID? And is it easier, since you're in charge of a lot of the booking, is it easier for you to get indoors to talk to different venues? Are they pretty open to having live music again? Well, it, the live music scene is definitely, you know, flourishing. There's a lot of live music out there. I haven't really been involved too much in trying to to book the band because Wayne and I have been kind of struggling with finding a drummer and guitarist and all that. So it hasn't been uh, something I've been really pushing. But, you know, we will get to that point, especially now that we do have a, you know, a good drummer and good guitar player, the guitarist. Then on a, on a wider spectrum then I guess, is the and this is considered the Boise market, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So in the Boise market, is there a demand for a lot of live or some live original music? Are there venues for that? Yeah, there's quite a few venues. Uh, Boise is definitely a good uh, you know music uh, area. So there's a lot of you know a lot of, a lot of cover bands, but there's there's still a lot of uh, original bands out there as well. I've noticed in talking with people from all over the country that some markets are geared more toward live music where i am now burlington vermont big into original live music when november rolls around and i move back to missouri a lot of the places around there are hiring cover bands it's yeah. hard to find fresh new live music and mm-hmm. you really got to know the places the neighborhoods to go and then those neighborhoods change but at least in your market it sounds like it's a constant that they can always find fresh new live music right Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, Wayne, we talked about the audition process to get, you had to go through 11 drummers, and you said you knew the guitar player. So did he still have to try out, or how did how did that come about? So the lead guitarist uh, I met a few years, I met him right before the pandemic, and we were at a songwriter's forum, and I told my story about being uh, a, a bank robber and learning to play uh, guitar in prison and I played a song and he approached me and uh, he's also besides being a local musician he has his own band he also promotes music and he's got a forum called the songwriter show uh, the treasure valley songwriter showcase uh-huh. and he wanted me to perform for him so we did and we got the local 
uh, news station out there to cover because of my story. And, uh, and so we clicked as friends then, but he was doing his own project. And so uh, we played together a couple of times just at songwriter forums and whatnot. And he sang some harmony on a couple of my songs and, and I messed around and played rhythm on a couple of his songs, but nothing serious, just, just messing around. Then later on, uh, when I met Bob and we were in a search for two other musicians to complete our band, we uh, we auditioned our first drummer and he came in and he was perfect. He was perfect. And we offered him the job, uh-huh. but he, he told us that he was playing in a cover band and they play about four times a week. Oh. <laughs> and, he, and he needed the money. He said that I love these songs. I love this project. These This is really great. And I'm, I really like it. But <laughs> he said, uh, I'm a realtor and I sell houses on the side and things have slowed down and I need the extra money that playing in this cover band provides and I don't have enough time. And then we said, okay, well, you know, the first drummer we auditioned was great. So we figured that, you know, we auditioned a couple more and pick one. Well, we wound up auditioning a whole bunch more who, who didn't have the groove or didn't have the chops or didn't have the personality fit or something. It was always something until we finally found Nick Massoff, who is great guy, fantastic drummer, easy to get along with learns the songs fast. And so we added him. Then uh, I reached out to Mike Brown and asked him if he wanted to come and audition for lead guitarist in my band. And he jumped at the idea. Uh And within a couple of weeks, we went from a two piece band to a full on band that sounds fantastic live. Wow. We record all our sessions at Bob's house and then he sends them. He sends our rehearsals to us and you know untampered with raw just the way they are and just the way we sounded and he sends them to us and we're all very pleased with the sound it's very tight yeah i call those game films so you can yes. listen you can listen you can listen to yourself and say well well i was really off on that one i should have held the word about a measure longer or stuff like that mm-hmm. you know Sure, sure. Or that guitar riff doesn't work here, or that drum feel doesn't work there, or I really love that. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. Tom Game Films is is just what just the way we look at it. Yeah, we check, we check it out, and then each time we get together, and I will tell you, we've only rehearsed three times wow. uh, with the full band, and we sound like we've been together for years already. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Very, very exciting for Bob and I because we've been working our butts off on this project for six months now. So, Bob, can you handle one more uh, musician in your studio if you guys were to add, say, a horn or keyboard or something like that? Or oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's starting to get a little bit tight. <laughs> it's you know, it's a good size room. It's a it's a bonus. It's a bonus room above the garage, so it's a good size room. Oh, okay. but uh, yeah, when we have four in here, it's it's pretty good. If we get another one in, that'd be five, so it might be a little bit tighter. But I still, we still have room. You know, we still yeah. make it work. That's yeah, cool. it's it's snug in there. But if we if if we find another musician that makes everything better, we will definitely adjust uh, equipment and move this over here and move that over there, won't we, Bob? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll make room. <laughs> yeah, when, when it's good, you find a way to make it work, right? Yes, exactly. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's exactly right. So now, Wayne, the next song we're going to listen to is called "Long Road Home," and it came close to a couple of different song titles. But it's mm-hmm. not. It's not the long and winding road, and it's not right. take the long way home. So this is again, right. it's your own yeah. song. And what is the long road home about? Is this about your your struggles and getting out? Or yes, it is. It is actually the longest road home. The longest road home. That's the name of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I took the longest road home. Yes, I definitely did. So I started off. You know, I was raised here in Idaho. Then I joined the military. And when I got out of the military, I moved to Arizona. And in Arizona is where I started robbing banks. And uh, 25 years later, 30 years later, whatever, here I am back in Idaho with my family, raising my family here. And all my family live. I have a brother and two sisters. My mom and dad passed away. But 
not until after I had moved back home with their grandchildren and they could enjoy them for about five years. And then they both passed away. But I have an extended family, extensive and extended family here in this uh, Treasure Valley area. And so um, I wrote that song kind of like to them. Uh, you know, here I'm home. And the reason I'm so happy to be home is because of you guys. That's pretty cool. And it's neat to be able to give them a gift like that through song. Yes. So. Yes. They love, they love the song. Awesome. Well, we're going to love it too, because we're going to play it right now. This is the Wayne Byerly band.
The Longest Road Home with the Wayne Byerly Band. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, here on Music of America podcast. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed its own unique approach to tackle both physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success. Laser therapy, it's an acupuncture-based treatment that originated in Europe and Canada about 25 years ago. Your success is measured immediately. Laser therapy is instantaneous. Your treatment date is your quit date. It's a, it's a cold therapeutic laser. It doesn't produce heat. It doesn't cut tissue. And a lot of clients report feeling more like having had a massage after treatment. www lasertherapysouth.com. They'll answer any and all questions you have. Check them out today if you want to quit smoking. lasertherapysouth.com, where being a quitter is a good thing. Wayne Barley and Bob Houghton of the Wayne Barley Band. The other two guys, I guess, have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I, I have a job, too. Uh, that's why I was, I'm so, like, out of it this morning, kind of... Um, I drive a truck and and I was doing a job where I was hauling asphalt and I was working 12 to 14 hour days yeah. Monday Thursday yesterday we finished the job and so I've got I've got about 3 weeks off until I have another driving job I got to do and so I'm going to rest up and and uh jam do some jamming and and you know enjoy my family and then I'll be back to work again well, now that you've got time off, you can get more than three rehearsals in, right, Bob? Oh, exactly. yeah. We're actually yeah. getting together this this evening about five o'clock to rehearse with the uh, okay. guitar player. Yeah. yeah. And then at the, time, at, at the time of this broadcast, you will have done the Battle of the Bands. So you've already got enough stuff together to compete in the Battle of the Bands. What does it look like maybe a month from now? How many songs? Do you have it set like that? Like we have to have X number of songs by a certain time period? Or do you want to have a few songs, but have them just dynamite. It, yeah, it I, I, uh, for, for me anyway, uh, we're working the battle of the bands, um, want, they want us to play four songs. And so because we're, our drummer and guitarists are so new, we're just, we're just, uh, concentrating on getting those four down super tight to where, you know, we play them in our sleep kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then after the battle of the bands, um, we'll add another eight songs of mine that Bob and I can play. Bob and I can play 12 songs from beginning to end with no problem. Uh -huh. it's, and yeah. those, and, and Mike, the guitarist and Nick, the drummer are very fast learners, very high quality musicians. And they pick things up very quickly. And so we, it won't be long at all um before we'll be ready to do a full show when the drummer or lead guitarist hear your songs for the first time and again this is bob have they heard your songs yet or is it just wayne's song so far uh they might have heard a couple of my songs okay Not when they first hear them when they hear them the first time do they play them the way in the same like timbre and tempo and everything that you're doing it in or do they say hey why don't we funk this up or why don't we do this in three four why don't we waltz this why don't we do this in reggae do they bring that to the table or do they just say nope this is your song this is how we're doing it and here's what we got to, to add to it i i let them i tell them what uh, i start i i usually start off and i play the rhythm guitar and show them uh, the rhythm and i play through you know the progression a couple of times so they feel it and then the drummer just starts tapping and playing and i let them find their way and if it's working then i say nothing except for a good job i like that mm -hmm. and if it doesn't seem like it's working and bob and i are in sync on this we'll just kind of look at each other because like i said we've been through all these drummers where you know <laughs> if, if the drummer can't keep time you don't have a band it's that simple oh, yeah. right <laughs> you know? And so, um, we, as far as the drums go, I let them. I let them find their tempo. I let them find their feel. We've had a couple of jazz musicians that play drums for us, and you know, it's a whole different feel than rock. And right, so, right. and so, but it, it worked. It worked. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I knew that they'd spent their life playing jazz music, and so I just let them find their way and every now and then would remind them that we still need that snare on the backbeat. You know, right, right. Yeah. But other than that, 
I kind of let them find their way. And uh, I give, I give like little, you know, I, I kind of like this and this is kind of what I heard if it's not working and, you know, they, they find those spots, but with the two guys that we have now, they kind of just, they fell right into what I, and uh, what Bob and I think that these songs needed, they fell right into it. And we were smiling from the first minute they started playing with oh, that's us. That's cool. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier. Plus, another thing, another thing, too, is when you're playing with musicians of that level, it makes you want to get to a better level than you're currently playing at. It yeah. makes you a better better player. All ships rise with the tide kind of thing. You know, the, like yeah. I, I could sit around Kerplunk with my brothers forever. And then when I started playing with other guitar players, I got better. Yeah, and, and the more I play with other players, the better I get. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Because you, because you, you have to. You're outside of your comfort zone, so you have to expand, and you yeah. have to, you have to stretch a little bit, you know. And you have to be willing to be. Well, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and make the mistakes. I guess is what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. and and with bandmates, if you can't make a mistake with them, then you know. You get the wrong yeah. bandmates. <laughs> yeah, you have the wrong bandmates. Exactly. I've yeah. said this many times, and and I'm not the only person that said it, or by uh, certainly not the first. But musicians, many of us, can have fragile egos. <laughs> and if you if you if you fracture somebody's ego that has a fragile ego, then you kill the vibe. So yeah. you know, I just. Bob would tell you, you know, if, if I wasn't here right now, Bob would tell you Wayne talks and Wayne can talk and he'll just tell you how he feels and he'll just be a straight shooter. I mean, I just I'll stop playing and I'll look at the guitarist, Mike Brown, who sings harmony with me. And I'll tell him that harmony's not working right there. Don't sing that. And he'll go, OK, you know, a lot of people you can't do that with. Yeah. You yeah, know, they're like, right. oh, what, what, you know, uh, well, why don't you like my harmony? It's right. like, well, it's not working right there. It's just that simple. So put put it here, put it there. What you did there, I really like this part right here. It's not working at all. So just cut that out and you'll be like, okay, you know, and the drummer's always like, how, how did that go? What'd you think of that? And he's phenomenal. And so I'll be like, that was perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's only been a couple of spots like in Bridges a couple of bridges where I've told the drummer, I'm kind of hearing jungle drums or I'm hearing this. This is what we have there. And he he nails it. And in one in one instance, we even played a drum machine riff for him, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> and I have I have a boss drum machine that I go through and I, I find pieces together and I piece them together to give an idea before we had a drummer, to give an idea of what I want and to also give Bob and I a drummer to play with, you know? Yeah. And so we've actually stopped what we were doing and told the drummer, listen to this. You see how he's hitting that, the snare, the double whack on the snare, every other hit, you know, every other beat and, and see how he's, it's got a delay right there. And he's like, yeah. And bam, starts playing in instantly like that. That's you good. know, that's, that's and, then, a good drummer. and then said, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good drummer. And then says, yeah, I like that. That works great. You mm -hmm. know, and then adds his own little feels and his own little stuff to it and makes it better, you know? So we're, we're, we're finally where we've been trying to get to for six months as far as having other musicians. And we would like to add one more person, um, perhaps keyboards who also sings, you know, who can sing. Uh -huh. Finding somebody who could play their instrument is one thing, but finding somebody who could play their instrument and sing harmony, that's a whole nother thing. Well, Bob says he's got room for it. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. he does. Yeah. He does, and the Bob, microphone. Bob, who does the wine? Uh, Bob, who does the Wayne Barley Band sound like to you when you close your eyes and you listen to you guys play? Who do you sound? Um, like? That's that's a good question. It's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of hard to put a you know a name on it. You know, it's it, I mean, as far as like genre, I would say it's kind of like an indie rock style. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as comparing it to another band, it's I don't really have a band that I could compare us to. I mean, just it's it's a little different, different. I sound. mean, bottom bottom of the sea sounded so familiar, so nineties familiar to me, and I can't place who it was. And it might have been like a B side B side of a Duran Duran song or something, 
you yeah. know, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and then, and then it was either long road home or the next one. I thought that sounds more like Doyle Bramble and the archangels. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you got like your own flavor. It's almost like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've spoken with, uh, local artists and, uh, promoters and they asked me, so what genre? And I'm just, I I'm always like, well, the best that I could say is it's kind of like a folk rock, yeah. but, but as you know, and anybody who knows anything about music knows you change the tone of a guitar, you change the, you, you change a, a one or two things. I mean, Metallica can do a, Abba, an ABBA song, you know, right, and right. it's Metallica. Right. And so the songs are the songs, but it's how they're interpreted by the musicians and then, and then, and then put together and, and dished out for the audience to, 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 discern what genre you're in and it can change with just the different tone of a guitar okay. and so it's hard and i've had a couple of people tell me you know what you're i can't even say what your genre is it's almost like a it's almost like your own genre and i said well i like that it's um I, we play byerly rock <laughs> our, our, we play byerly rock exactly our drummer yeah. our last uh, rehearsal we had, had with our with this new drummer he even says something like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hearing some Iron, Ma Iron Maiden in, in your sound, you know, uh -huh. uh, like a Bruce Dickinson voice. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah he was, of. he was, yeah, exactly, Bob. And and yeah. he, he was more referring to my vocals than so much the, the, the guitar the metal, sound. Yeah. The right. metal sound, right. Yeah, he was like, he's like, and I, and, and so... You know, I, I do get I do get compliments on my vocals and and I will say that uh, I'll take them because I've worked <laughs> I have worked my butt off to get to where I sound the way I do. Like I, I was telling you, I'm a truck driver. Well, if I'm in a truck 12 hours or if I'm on a 12 hour shift and let's say I'm actually inside the cab for about 10 hours out of the day driving, you know, 200 miles this way, 200 miles that way, then the 200 miles back home. I've got a digital recorder inside the cab with me with a little earphone in, and I've got about 50 piano key uh, scales uh, and vocal exercises recorded on it. And I, I sing them for hours a day. And so uh, what else have I got to do? You know, I have right, to drop. Right. So I, so I, I diligently practice these scales and these vocalizations in mm -hmm. order to um improve my vocals and i've been doing it for seven years straight now doing yeah. that yeah that's how you get better no matter that what. is how you get that's totally how you get better whether you're playing a guitar or playing drums or playing right. hockey yep. you know exactly exactly now, you can't play a guitar while you're driving a truck <laughs> or your drums but you can sing scales and you can That's sing right. vocalizations and do exercises that improve uh, your instrument, which is your, 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 your throat, you know? And so I do. One could argue that you could play guitar while driving a truck. It's just not advised. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would not advise that. Now the yeah. last song, the last song we have here is called ever changing times, not the times they are a changing. So you yeah. came real close on a bunch of your songs on making them the same title as somebody else, but you missed on all three of them. So good job on that. Thank you. <laughs> what's, what's ever changing times about? Um, it is about the current, the, I wrote this song uh, right before the pandemic, about a year before the pandemic. Uh -huh. And it's, it's got a political tint to it. I'm not a Trump fan and I'm not a MAGA fan. And so how it seems like times are darkening since you went away i'm talking about since uh maga took over because that's what was going on when i wrote this song and it's a song where i'm calling out to the left of me all my countrymen i'm calling out to the right of me all my friends let's come on in united we stand divided we fall let's let's you know let's bridge this divide that we have in this country i know it's it's naive to think that a song can do that but that's what music is about right and so i'm just trying to unite the people in my audience with one another because even music is political now as yeah. we all see you know a guy makes a a guy makes a video about the richmond north of richmond and suddenly you know one side claims it and the right. you know 
the other side hates it. And, and so I'm, I'm just like trying to say, uh, united, we stand divided, we fall. Really? That's really what it's about. Well, since that phrase was used, you came up with ever-changing times. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and with that, we're going to give that a listen. This is the Wayne Byerly Band and the next song called Ever-Changing Times. Changing Times from Caldwell, Idaho, and the Wayne Byerly Band with Wayne Byerly and Bob Houghton. Guys, this is the section of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So you're, you're just getting started. You don't have a website yet. You don't even have CDs for purchase on Spotify or CD sites or whatever, or individual songs. You do have a SoundCloud account, Bob, you said? Yeah, I put together a SoundCloud page with some uh, songs that... Uh... I recorded here in, the, in my studio of our uh, live rehearsals. So there are uh, songs on that. It's uh, If you do a search for the Wayne Byerly Band uh, on SoundCloud, you'll, you'll find our songs there. 
Um, I've also put together a Facebook page for the Wayne Byerly Band. So we're on Facebook as well. Okay. And then once you're up and running, Wayne, will there be a Wayne Byerly website, waynebyerlyband.com? Will you have CDs yeah. and merch up on, on places for sale or what? Yes, we will. As our the plan the plan that we have right now is to get the the band uh comfortable playing all 12 songs and adding a couple of more uh and doing local shows building a, a website to put uh um these songs on as well as uh music videos there's a a, a music video maker videographer here in the area that i've been in contact with and we're gonna start um in probably January or February, we'll we'll start uh, filming our first music video, and it'll be on Facebook. Uh, it'll be on the uh, our, our web uh, site that we uh, build that Bob builds, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and YouTube, and, and YouTube, and um, we will be working uh, on our album. We're we're going to complete an album, hopefully. Um, we will have it uh, completed by this uh, this summer, this coming summer of 2024. Excuse me. And then they will be on all the streaming outlets. Guys, it's been fun. Interesting. And uh, Wayne, good luck as you move forward on doing what you need to be doing, I guess, right? To to stay on the straight and narrow, right? Yes, sir. Well, that's it's getting easy, Tom. Yeah. It's getting easy. The longer you're in a certain road that you're traveling, the easier it is to stay on that road. There I've, you go. I've slayed my demons, and so now I just get to be a, a husband and a dad and and play some music, and I'm pretty happy with that. That's good. Bob, thank you twice now in one week. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem, Tom. All right. That's Thanks, the, Wayne, the Wayne Byerly Band and a guy named Ken Voss. Music of America hits Illinois next week. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America. Music of America.